welcome back to the Sideline Live podcast. You can follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at the Sideline Live. We'd love to hear from you. In episode 40, I'm delighted to be joined by one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met. Rachel Lee grew up dreaming of the Olympics. When that didn't work out, she trained as a nurse, then retrained as a firefighter paramedic. She is also a phenomenal ocean swimmer and currently holds the Irish record for any male or female to swim across the channel. I hope you enjoy the episode. Rachel, thanks a million for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Orla. Very excited to be here. Would you be able to give a bit of background about yourself and who you are and what you do? Okay, so my name is Rachel Lee. Um, I am a firefighter at Dublin Fire Brigade and I also do a bit of swimming, a bit of coaching with Ocean Breakers. Um, I'm into endurance open water events, having swam the English Channel, done a relay in the North Channel and numerous other swims. And now at the moment we're focused on coaching open water um, for all levels and trying to get everybody swimming to have a life skill because you see all the drownings and everything that's going on at the moment. So, yeah, so that's pretty bit in a nutshell. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I love the way you're real humble there. Just a bit of swimming. <laughs> Rachel holds the Irish record, male or female, for the channel swim. And your husband actually, you, you broke your husband's record yeah, by two yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. 11 so. minutes, but we won't go into it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one aside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting into swimming, yeah. talk us through that. Why swimming? Why not something else? Or what was your interest? Um, it was just something that we did. Um, I lived in Australia growing up and it was obviously very, very hot where I lived in mining town and there was a swimming pool there. Saw a girl win a, a race that I wanted to win, said it to my mum and she brought me swimming and that was it. And it's always been water, swimming, probably because I'm brutal at everything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, it's just something that um, we do and it's such a huge community here in our small little island and um, if it's not swimming, it's water polo or there's some sailing, canoeing, there's an awful lot of water sports. Um, we live in an island that we live in and it's just something that has grown in popularity, especially yeah. over COVID and the early morning swims. And we hear the word mental health and, you know, people here, they actually um, immerse themselves in cold water to shock themselves at depression. Mm-hmm. And it just seems to be working. And again, with the, um, you know, 70% of the world is covered in open water. So, yeah, it's something that I just... My love. Yeah. I've, I was going to mention, actually, with lockdown, have you yeah. seen a, a huge increase in the amount of people see swimming? Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I sit here, I'm often swimming in the sea and I have my dry robe on me. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a staple clothing item now. Everybody has yeah. a dry robe of such or sorts, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. There was those uh, dry robe wankers going around. <laughs> people were giving out about them and I was like, I love them. <laughs> they're so warm. They're so practical. Yeah. They look disgusting, but they're brilliant. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, everybody is um everybody is and I put in inverted commas a sea swimmer now, so whether it's a dipper, a swimmer or just, you know, getting in. Um but I couldn't get over um in COVID, especially when there was no one really around early mornings, the amount of people swimming, mm. getting in, just doing their little thing and yeah, it's lovely to see. Do you think it, it's something that we're gonna see even beyond kind of that COVID not locked we're not in lockdown at the moment but mm. kind of that COVID pandemic do you think people really stick with the sea swimming I think so yeah I think so because a lot of people that have come to me um, lately they could only maybe swim a couple of strokes or couldn't breathe and now they've stuck with it because sometimes the people come to you in their sessions and they might just do one or two or they mm. mightn't come back where I can't get over the amount of people, you know, being COVID compliant and they are swimming and they're sticking with it and they're, you know, they're going to decathlon. I mean, it's decathlon. The yes. Yeah. Shop here in Europe that yeah. everybody, out of all the shops in, um, in Europe, the decathlon, the one in Ballymun seems to be doing the biggest uh, gross sales and everybody, and it's safe swimming as well. They all have the toe float, the joy robe, the high-vis hat. Yeah. So they really are sticking with it. So it's not just, you know, we all go through these fads with, you know, yeah. 
listen, I'm not going to say because <laughs> everyone has different things, yeah. but it seems something to be really, really um, popular. And I just hope that, you know, maybe I know with, the, with uh, COVID there's an awful lot going on, but maybe the government might see it is a life skill. Yeah. And the amount of drownings that we're seeing is mm. quite scary. And kids here are not taught to swim, mm. unfortunately. And it's really, really expensive to put your child or adult because the pool hire is so expensive yeah. and to have a decent coach. Um, it's something that's really, really expensive and it shouldn't be. Yeah. So I just hope that that might change in the future. Um, you know, it's like, you know, learn CPR. I mean, I just think education for everybody has to change. You can't, you know, not everybody is going to go to college yeah. and, you know, be a top class um, intellectual, you know, life skills and being a lifeguard is an important job. And mm -hmm. there's something there that everybody can do. And I'm sure water safety, they have loads of advertisements going on and, you know, I, it's just something I really, really hope um, changes and uh, we'd like to get on board with that because, um, yeah, the thoughts of people drowning is quite scary at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go back a little bit to kind of teenage age. A lot of my listeners are maybe of a younger demographic right. and you hear a well, lot I'm about... I'm 19. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> you, <laughs> so obviously we'll, be, we'll get on yeah, great together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just out of interest, like, uh, you hear a lot about young females dropping out of sport. Yeah. How come you stuck with swimming? I'm just interested here in case there's anyone listening that maybe is thinking of well maybe I want to drop out or any don't of that. drop out of sport because I, the reason I stuck with sport was I suppose I kind of maybe felt a bit different to everybody because I went to so many different schools mm -hmm. we were always moving mm -hmm. so um, we're it's all about friends and I, I see young people today and they always want to be the same and look the same they don't want to be different you mm -hmm. know and I'm always going, oh, my God, the lion doesn't care about the opinion of sheep. Yeah. I'm always saying that to my kids. What does the lion not care about? The opinion of sheep, ma'am. <laughs> and they don't even know what I'm talking about. But, you know, I think sport unifies people. And, um, you know, the reason I stuck with sport was because of my friends. I had No matter where I went in school or when I was being brought back to Australia or traveling, I still had my friends within the swimming community. And I still have my friends from the swimming community, yeah. you know, um, from all those years ago. Uh, school, no, because I moved and I didn't really keep in touch with them. But swimming, and it, that that's the reason I stayed in swimming. A, because I loved it. Not just because I was good at it, because I was, it had to work hard at it, but because of my friends. And yeah. I just, I just think if you don't drop out of, of, out of um, sport, because it opens so many pathways to you. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am without swimming, mm -hmm. you know, with job-wise, um, how I think about things, my confidence. Um, and I just think it, it's something now you might, you know, there's all going to be different teams, whatever sport you're going to be. And doesn't you don't have to be the best at it, yeah. but it will give you that purpose, that drive, that fitness. It will keep you healthy, you know, socializing. Well, you mightn't get that in your job. You mightn't get that in school. Mm -hmm. But and then you might you might be into swimming and then you might go into life saving or you might go into water polo. And that's going to be a different part. And the same with football. You know, if you I always say to people, if you're going to be a footballer or no matter what sport you do, do your coaches. Yeah. You know, get your badges, you can coach, you can make money out of it, you can inspire, you can bring people along. A lot of um, corporate jobs, you now they're looking then for within, if you get a job, to, you know, for if to be a leader and to unite people. And, you know, they want people to coach. And I just think that's something that, you know, if you can stand up and say, I have that, you're going to be different from everyone else. But also yeah. you're going to unite people. So it's just really, really good. Yeah, I was, I'm big into Gaelic football and I was listening to someone recently. They won an Ireland um, medal and they were talking to their friends who don't play football and they were saying... Oh, their their friends were nearly kind of jealous because she had these really amazing friends from football mm. and they didn't and it was mm. like you've and I play sport and I have friends who don't play sport and it's like it's a different friendship it's it not is. a better friendship no. but it's a different friendship because you've different things in common and you yeah. in sport you go through so many ups and downs yeah, yeah. it's just amazing like well it prepares you for life doesn't it with pressures mm. and 
you're not going to win all the time. Yeah. You know, and you don't appreciate win until you suffer a loss. You yeah. know, and that's something that we all have to lose. And we spoke of that before. It's it's really important. But your friends as well in sport, you know, you, you're working hard and you're training, you're pushing yourself, you're disciplined. And if you don't go to a training session, you're not just letting yourself down. Yeah. You're letting everyone down. So yeah. you have to be there and you have to have that sense of um well, I have to be there for everyone else. So that will that will carry on when you go to work. Mm. I mean, my work, I can't be late for work or not come in because yeah. I might be needed for something. So yeah. it just gives you that sense of um, purpose and achievement. And it also just makes you realise that in life, you can't just sail through life. And, mm. you know, you, you know, you have to be there. You have to be on time. You have to be disciplined and you have to be ready for whatever throws at you, you know. Totally. Growing up then, I know you took swimming very seriously. You mentioned mm. previously was Olympic something that you wanted to do? I'm only asking because oh, we're in the middle yeah. of Tokyo Listen, 2020 now. If you come into our house, the house is in bits and all we do is watch television. <laughs> it's Olympics, you know, from B- I went home to study like, on Friday after work and I ended up watching BMX. <laughs> so it was so random. Crying. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> she was so amazing. Yeah, the Olympics is the just the best thing at our house at the moment. And of yeah. course, I wanted to go to the Olympics. Just wasn't good enough at the time. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. And mm-hmm. of course, you have to... And you see that people just make the Olympics. And that's tough. It's awful because they've trained you to make it. But then there's something else going to be there for you. Like my yeah. channel was my Olympics or, yeah. you know, winning the Liffey was my Olympics. And you'll find in a different thing for you. So um, don't ever give up on your dreams because yeah. it's never too late. And I, I don't know if, well, I just watched them. I couldn't get over the age demographic in the Olympics. And they're either 13, 13, 14 or a girl who was 30 made her first Olympics. Wow. So, you know, and she was she's only starting to get really, really good now at 30 years old. That's unheard yeah. of. So. I just am a big believer in never giving up. Yeah. You know, um, you'll find something for you and, you know, what's for you won't pass you. Yeah. But you have to work really, really hard at it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Olympics is just so incredible at the moment, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah. Oh, amazing. I'm watching, I was thinking I was watching judo the other day. I'm getting <sighs> really into it. I've never watched judo before in my life. I know. That's Didn't the, know the whole thing. <laughs> and like you love, I have my kids watching it and the speed climbing because, you know, we, we all want our kids to do the sports that we do, but they might find something else they're yeah. really good at and you have to just, once they do sport, I don't care. It keeps them off, keeps them off the street, keeps them off the drugs, off the screens, off the the screens. But just like as we talked about friendship and happy, and you having those memories, you know. Um, So I was only swimming this morning with um, Big Row. I mean, we've I've known Ronan since I was sixteen, and we're in our forties, and we're still going swimming together. And you know, we're like, oh, that was brilliant, and enjoyed that because. Yeah, that's just what we do, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just never, ever give up on your dreams. Yeah, <laughs> I actually heard, I'm not sure if you heard of the High Performance Podcast. No. It, it It's brilliant. It's all about high performance, not necessarily sport. They have business people on, mm-hmm. musicians, everyone. And they recently had a swimming coach on, Mel Marshall. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. But she was kind of saying, um, she's a community coach, but a high performance coach. I think she coaches one of the guys who won a gold medal. But her yeah, big she's thing, Adam Peavy's yes, coach. Her, yeah, yeah. yeah, she was she's saying. She's amazing. She's amazing. And mm-hmm. her episode was brilliant. And she was saying, um, get your kids to their Olympic final. Mm. Their Olympic final might not be the Olympic final. No. But it might be something else. And you mentioned it there. Your Olympic final was. Yeah. The yeah. 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 And it's really, really important because if you have something that, like I said, Olympic final might be the community games, you'll never forget it. And yeah. you'll have that appreciation and you that pride in yourself. And I think that's what's missing a lot of people is having pride in something. They were so busy looking at, aren't they? Bra-? And it's great because it's really, really important to, you know, I mean, look at those, the rowers that are coming on and the, the boxers. And it's brilliant to see in Irish sport. But everyone needs to have a self of pride in the, within themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you have that pride, you know, about loving yourself as well. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important because 
I think we're so busy trying to be like other people else or applaud other people. We kind of forget about our, our own selves. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all need to stop and go, God, I did that as well. And yeah. God, I can do that. And just realise just what we can accomplish. Yeah. And we all need a bit of help in getting it. But like I said, your Olympic final just could be a, it could be anything. But yeah. to have that and, you know, just to, you know, sometimes when your kids are, your teenage sister or someone does something just to be say that well done but also make sure they realise what they've done you know yeah, it's really yeah. important absolutely I want to talk a little bit about leaving their college and career again a lot of younger people mm. follow the podcast and I think that's something we don't discuss enough and kind of right. finding your passion I think because I found anyway in school you're kind of forced to think about CAO yeah, and it's so different now isn't it it's very different and I just think it's hard for a lot of young people to really navigate that path and I think with social media there's mm. huge pressures now and I remember like thinking 17, 18, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I want to do. Well, I would hate to be a 17 year old now. Yeah. Oh, Social it'd be awful. Media, yeah. I, God, if there's photos of what we did when we were younger, <laughs> would I be sitting here? <laughs> I don't think so. But even at that, just the pressure and like I'm talking about the comparison and, yeah. oh man, just be yourself, you yeah. know, and this pressure CEOs, you know, it's 16, 17, oh, you or don't. 13, yeah. picking subjects, what you want to do. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And then, you could be dyslexic, you could be dyspraxic. There's not as much choice or help there for everybody, you yeah. know, and it's very, very difficult. So I am 42, so it was a long time ago when I yeah. had to do my um, leaving. And honestly, when I was doing my leaving, I really thought I was going to go and get my scholarship and go to the Olympics because that's the way I was thinking. Okay. And it didn't happen. So absolutely devastation. And um, schoolwork, yeah, I always, I worked hard at school. My parents never put any pressure on me. And for, I remember from my leaving, I love biology and I just, I was going, I don't know what I was going to do. I can't even remember what I was going to do, mm. but I didn't get the points. I did really, really bad. And I was absolutely devastated going, oh my God, what am I going to do now? This my life is, is over because I didn't do well in my leaving search. Yeah, yeah, well, I just said, oh man. And thankfully, my mum and dad were so supportive. They were like, listen, we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There was never, I was never going to repeat my leave. I don't think you can even do it then. But I had done my nursing interview and it was different then. Nursing wasn't um, on the CEO form. So I had done my nursing interview and I got nursing. And I was like, my mum's going, you're my, well, look, you have to get a nurse. And I was going, I don't know if you want to do this. And she said, well, just, you know, give it a shot. And I did. And I absolutely loved it. But looking back, um, I, when we did our leave insert, there wasn't any support. There was no one sat down with you and said, what do you want to do? Or what are you good at? What do you care about? What, you know, what would you like to make a difference in? You know, what skills have you got? And um, why why would you not like to go? There was, you know, because psychologically you're thinking, am I good enough? Am I able to do something like that? There was no support there. And I hope there is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone's listening out there and you don't know what to do, that that's OK. Mm-hmm. And maybe four years going to college isn't for you. And yeah, you know, it's not for everyone. No, yeah. and there's trades. And especially if you're a female, don't, if you like fixing things, if you want to do a trade, yeah. do a trade. Yeah, it's exactly. tough. Yeah. But you'll do it, like, you know. Yeah. And there, there's always help and support out there. Don't be afraid to ask for someone or send someone an email. But it is, um, yeah, just to know what you want. Don't do something or not do something because you think you're not good enough, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's an awful lot of pressure there, I think, put on people. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of pressure put on them to, like to stick with what they decided. Mm. And, like, it's actually okay to kind of turn around and be, like, three years in and be like, oh, maybe I don't. No, sure, I changed my career at 25. Would I change again? Possibly. Yeah. You know, there's. I'm 42 and I still don't know. Yeah. I always kind of fell into things. And like I said, back from swimming and confidence and being fit and, you know, clever enough to work things out for myself and, you know, being brave, I suppose, or, you know, will, you know, willing to give things a shot and just hope for the best um, is a lot. But, you know, you have to have a drive as well and be mm-hmm. disciplined 
but it, yeah, there's not there. Yeah, it's very very difficult. I have to say, mm. what would I do now? I, I actually don't know, but yeah, possibly not what I'm doing at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't regret anything I've done. So that's the most that's important the main, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about getting into sea swimming because you originally would have just swam in in swimming pools and yeah. kind of raced. Yeah, were you kind of sprint or was it more distance? distance? Yeah, I was distance a eight hundred meters uh, swimmer, so it was a distance swimmer, and um, always knew about sea swimming. The ten k in the Olympics only went in in two thousand and. Was it 12 or 2008? So when I was swimming, it wasn't even in the Olympics, open water swimming. Okay. Um, so I fell into open water swimming when I gave up swimming, started nursing and started playing water polo. Okay. And someone had mentioned open water swimming. I knew about the Liffey swim mm-hmm. and they said, come down and do a sea swim. And I did. And I just went, oh, my God. Yeah. It was like, where has this been all my life? Yeah. You know, it's just something again that, you know, I couldn't believe that I loved and was good at. And that's where I went from. Brilliant. Mm. And you actually did, you hold another record, I think, a relay with a couple of friends of yours. You did the, the which one was The that? North Channel. North yeah, Channel. Yeah, we did yeah. the North Channel. We did the English Channel, um, did my fire brigade. We broke an Irish record. We did two-way and it's been broken since by um, a group of girls in from Cork. But we swam over and back. There were six of us. That was brilliant. And then mm. we did the North Channel. Um, the three of us did that in 2019. So that okay. was myself, Tom and Rose. So that was was a fun challenge yeah. to do a bit fun challenge of, just well it was it was a fun <laughs> challenge but we did it just to raise awareness of you know the problems of plastic and okay. what's, what's happening in the oceans at the moment and we are heavily involved with Kingspan and we still are and um, that's just an ongoing process at the moment so mm-hmm. yeah Talk us through the relay. How does it work in terms of the actual swim itself? How does the how do you rotate? And okay, so what we normally do is the fastest goes first. Okay, so that was Tom um, and he went first. And then myself and then Rowan. So what you do is you do an hour in and two hours out. Okay. So um, I think if you had six simmers, it'd be an hour in, five hours out. Okay. And if you had two simmers, it's two hours in, two hours out. Okay. So they're the kind of rules. There's um, someone on board who um, watches everything and makes sure everything's done. You don't like touch the boat and it's an official on. So it's quite strict and, okay. you know, um, you can't just wing it. You know, they watch yeah, you yeah, yeah. jumping in, diving. And yeah, so... Yeah, that, that feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time ago. I'm just out of interest. What's it like when uh, you're watching your teammate in the pool, or not in the pool, in the, in the sea, and you know, oh no, I have to go into this? Well, when we did it the, the, in 2019, when um, Tom Fairness, he took the, he got the, the short straw and he said he'll go first because you got it, it was early in the morning, it was probably the coldest time. So you, myself and Ronan said, oh, thanks very much, Tom. And in fairness, <laughs> Tom was fine at the moment. So, he had when you start on the boat, you go out in the boat and then you have to swim into the start. So he okay. swam out to the start and in Dunna D and he then jumped in the water and he started swimming. And we were looking in and it was the water's about eleven degrees and we could see a good few jellyfish around him. And oh, I thought, no. Oh, it's not too bad. I said it would be fine, we'll get yeah. through this. And um, you know, he was flying and then when I dived in, I jumped in and you start swimming and then you actually look down under the water, there are just thousands of them. So sometimes oh it's good God. not seeing yeah. what he's seeing, you know. Okay, good. And then, um, yeah, so then, so what they do is, so whoever is in first, so Tom was in first, so I was going second, so whoever's going after you, that you watch that person. That's okay. your role. Okay. So Rona would have been, you know, getting ready to go. I was watching um, Tom, then Rona would have been watching me because Tom would have been, when you got out, you're just freezing, you're shivering, yeah. so it takes an hour to settle down and then he'd go then for the next, so we just all rotate so we had my mum and our friend Kevin was on the boat as well. So they're all safety officers and watching us. But you have to watch the other swimmer a lot okay. of times. Yeah, cause okay. Just yeah. in case, you know. Of course, yeah. Mm. And when you look down, you see all those jellyfish. Mm. Oh, they're all around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 I have a fear of jellyfish. I hate jellyfish. Oh, I don't do the North Channel. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Was there any particular fear you had in the water uh, or surrounding any of that? Like before, um, yeah, I was terrified of the. I just knew I'm not really good in cold water, so I was just okay. worried about my coping mechanisms with that. But look, I knew I'd, I'd suck it up and do it. And the jellyfish. But at the same time, I mean, if I jumped into North Channel now and I saw those jellyfish, I'd get out. But when you're doing a race and other people are depending yeah. on you, unless you're going to die, yeah. I'm not going to get out of the water. So yeah. and we knew that would be the case, you know. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just have you, to suck it up, princess, yeah, as they exactly. say, and off you go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You mentioned journaling there before, um, particularly with your own race, or yeah, with your own swim. And you kind of wrote about writing down your fears mm. and writing down your like kind of your purpose why you're doing yeah, yeah, that's the really swim important. talk a little bit through journaling because it's something I'm only getting into it's something that's really I think really interesting yeah well I keep a journal and um, a diary now when I say a diary I don't write down my thoughts or how I felt or anything like that well, sometimes I suppose I do after training but what I do is I've, I keep and I have my kids are starting to do it now so I'm writing down what I would train how I felt what I did what I could do better yeah um if I need to put on weight or lose weight, I might write down what I'm eating. Not okay. so much that I'm going to be totally going, oh my God. Yeah, to, yeah. just to be conscious just of Just to it. be conscious of it. And I also kept a journal for um, the um, North Channel and so did Tom and so did Roe actually, just so then we could help other people. We can prepare and, okay. you know, mileage and what we were doing. It's just a good way of being able then to coach and to help people through their next process. Yeah. Not saying that what we, we did it was right. Yeah. Because um, there's always going to be someone faster or better or they might have a different way. But myself and... Tom, we would um, sing up, and Ron would sing up the same hymn sheet. So if we're all doing the same thing, then obviously there's some kind of something method. Going right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I just really believe, and I think it's something that you could do, whether it's school or college or work, is to yeah. keep a journal. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, this, this, you know, you wake up in the morning and you write down your what's it, your affirmations or what you're going yeah. to do. This is just I just keep this so I know where I'm at, where I'm going, how I felt. And it's I look back on it now and I go, geez, how did I do that? You yeah. know, I can't believe I did yeah. that. And I write down what else I did in the day. But it's something still now I'm just writing down. I kept one throughout COVID, my training, where I was, whether it was running or swimming or yeah. you know, what I did, what I didn't do. And I just look back and it's just something that really does help me, you know. Mm. Um, and I would recommend any athlete or just anyone, really, if you, if, you know, if you're struggling at something or you want to see where you're at, just keep one in for six weeks. Yeah. Write down what you're doing what you could do better and why you're doing something or what you're scared of. You know, you don't have to show it to anybody. Yeah. And, um, but I, I, I kept that beside me and especially for the English Channel because a couple of things, you know, we're all afraid of failure yeah. and a couple of things I wrote down, other personal things to me and it really, really helped me. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And it's definitely something I'm getting into, like, uh, but I do need to kind of go back and look at previously, maybe mm. to maybe this time last year, what was I thinking then? And yeah. if anyone kind of thinks of journaling as kind of an official thing, I technically journal, but... I don't really journal because what I what I call journaling is I have um, I took this off a guy on YouTube Ali Abdel. You have a highlight for the day. Mm. You uh, something a fear you want to let go of and mm. something you're grateful for. And I technically call that journaling, even though maybe that's not writing six pages of how I feel and what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's you do it the way you want to do it. You yeah. know, maybe I should focus on what I'm grateful for, but. I think I'm a bit older now, so I know every day what I'm grateful yeah. for. And it's, you know, my kids and my family and that's what comes first, you know, yeah. and what they're doing. So every day, even though I want to strangle them sometimes, <laughs> um, I think as you get older as well, like in, I, I spoke about this before, is that when you're 20, you have what you think is important and where you want to be and what's right. And then especially as a female, you'll change again in the five years and then you'll change again, you know. Yeah. And, you know, when you look back at other things that you were focus on or do and you have to be very very self um, selfish 
when you're trying to do things like that as well because if you let if you worry about other people or let other people come in you're just not gonna yeah. stay focused on what you have to do so totally yeah yeah i'm interested to hear about the training and the schedule really of getting swims in because if you're going to swim for nine and a half hours mm. you are gonna have to go to train like an animal how yep. did that work really from even when from originally booking the swim and how did you um kind of structure your training okay well um well when i booked the swim i the kids i the kids were probably only a few months old and I had, Tom had done his relay, sorry, Tom had done his swim and I was pregnant with him. I saw him doing it. I was going, oh God, no, I'm not doing that. Oh my God. <laughs> and I saw just how hard he had trained. And then after I had the kids, um, I decided I was going to do a long swim. So I did did the long swim, which was Lake Zurich, which is 26K, which is a beautiful swim. And it was in um, Zurich and that was just amazing. I loved wow. every second of it. It was tough, but I was training for that. So once I knew I was going to do that and I felt good, I booked the channel. Okay. Didn't say it to Tom until I got um, the pilot said, yeah, he'll take me on. And then I said, right, Tom, this is what I want to do. And he said, yeah, got your back. How are we going to figure this out? <laughs> How are we going to pay for it? Yeah. But we just um, we just did it. But again, it was all down to journaling. It was sitting down, writing every Sunday what we're going to do for the week, what we're going to do the, for the month, what we're going to do for six months. So that took about two, three years of training. But right. before that, it was all my life's training as yeah, well. Yeah, well, yeah, so, accumulation. Uh, yeah, really. exactly. And a lot of people say, I want to send the channel, I want to do this. And I'm like, absolutely. But it's a three to four, depending where you're coming from, it's a long process and yeah. you have to be willing to put in the work because, you know, you're going to get sick. You might have work might get in the way. You might have kids financially. It's really, really, really expensive to send the channel. And you just have to make sure that you have a big, big support system around you to do it because yeah. you're on your own. So in the morning, then you're going to work, then you're swimming in the evening, then you have to work after kids. And you, I, I worked all my training around kids. Um, so that was really difficult. So I actually don't think I slept for about three or four years <laughs> and long, long shifts and <laughs> training when you're tired, which is really, really important because when you're yeah. swimming, you know, you're, you're not going to be fresh. Yeah. yeah. So look, we got around it. Um, but it was difficult. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. I'm interested as well, when you're doing those swims, you spoke about it there, you're coming off work, you're going mm. home to kids, you're coming from kids and you're wrecked anyway. Yeah. When you get that voice in, in the back of your head and it's like, oh, don't go training. Just just go on, just just watch Netflix. Do you know what? what? I happens. didn't get that because okay. I knew, um, because of, the, I work 16 hour shifts and being a firefighter, it's very, very, very busy. Um, I knew if I didn't take it those two or three hours to train, I wouldn't have them anywhere else. So I honestly think for two years I was going, you have to go, you have to go, you have to go. And once I stopped, then that was it. I was like, oh, thank God it's over. Um, I didn't have, now I remember getting up maybe once or twice going, oh my God, I'm absolutely wrecked. I just can't do this. And Tom would have said to me, just skip, take the morning off. Just don't go if you're that wrecked. But honestly, I don't think I, I did. Wow. Yeah, because I just knew I was very, very driven if you don't go so if you if I miss a three hour swim then that's going to be I'm going to be missing 12k of a week which you know you're, it's all about meat for me it was all about meeting targets getting that um, my weekly mileage in and I knew if I didn't have that then I'd be having negative thoughts and I wouldn't be feeling where I am so for me I had to meet those targets so yeah I would, and it would work and no matter how tired it was or if I was late if we were held back because you were at a fire or in the ambulance I would still go and make it up some other way yeah, the only time I missed it was if the kids were very sick. Yeah. So oh, totally. Look, yeah. life comes first. Oh, kids come first. But yeah. then I, al I always had a week put in planned that there was my rest week, and that rest week wasn't going to happen because I'd have to yeah. train. So, but yeah. look, and then I have the best parents as well who would take them. So yeah, yeah. it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm interested as well. You, you spoke about it there, 
previously kind of that resilience and even mm. really those I'm actually really I'm going to pick on that more you kind of said there if I miss the three hour swim that's 12k I've missed so the negative thoughts come in do you think mm. because of your training and because how committed and driven you were that you did the swim to make sure that when you got into the channel you were like oh, I have complete confidence exactly. I did everything possible everything and that's when you look back and you go if you look back even before people they have this self-doubt yeah and it's really, really important to, you know, these negative thoughts. And, and it, you know, if you start feeling negative and start panicking, like it's going to de- um, dig into all this nervous energy, which is going to make you tired, which is going to give you possibly diarrhea. So you're going to have a loss of electrolytes where you're going to get cramping. So all these things come into play. So you have to know, I've done the training. Yeah. I've written it down. I can look at myself and go, oh, I didn't skip three months or I didn't do that 20 year, that, that um you know, that 20K swim in the pool. I did it all. So no matter yeah. what, when you're in the sea or you're in the channel swimming and I was feeling tired, I knew. Yeah, you were like, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And listen, the body, w- once the mind tells the body it's going to go, it, you'll just keep going. But yeah. once that head stops, the body will stop straight away. Well, it will stop straight away. So if your head keeps saying, come on, we got this, your body will just follow. Yeah, you know? so, totally. Yeah, exactly. Mind over matter without a doubt. Yeah, um, as well, when you break that down into like physically... That's a huge, huge toll on your body. But mm. mentally, it's obviously a big one. If you could put it down as a percentage or breakdown, what what's the bigger factor? Is it more of a physical thing or is it more of a mental thing? God, that's a good question. When some people say it's ninety percent mental yeah. and the other ten percent is mental as well, yeah, and that is true. But if you haven't put in the hard work, where are you going to draw that um, mental positive attitude from? I mean, I can say, well, I'm going to swim the channel tomorrow. Yeah. But my mind will go, Rachel, you haven't trained properly in two yeah. years. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to absolutely die. Yeah. And, and then for me as well, it wasn't just about getting across the channel. It was about doing a certain time. So okay. that's why I was so driven. I, okay. I, mean, I, I wanted to do a time. I didn't do the time I wanted to do. Okay. Um, but, you know, and I and the first time I did it, it we, we stopped halfway because the pilot cancelled the, the stop weather. swim because the weather was turning yeah. when the swall came in, which is, that's what happens in open water swimming. So I was even more determined yeah, to wow. get out. So, um. Yeah, so it's just amazing. If you want something, or you, you taste it, you're going to do it. You yeah. know? Now, again, luck, I think, is something, especially in open water or any outdoor events, luck, luck is huge because they didn't have any injuries. Um, but if the weather doesn't go your way, I mean, you can be the strongest, fastest person, but if a force yeah. seven or eight comes, you're not going to be swimming. So yeah. Yeah. you got to kind of hope for the best as well. Yeah, you spoke about it before that... Even on the day, like if you do it, like do the swim on a Tuesday, mm. you could be an hour quicker on the Wednesday. It just actually oh, depends absolutely. on the weather. And this window of opportunity, when you swim in English, a channel, you're given five to seven days. That is it. Yeah. If you can't get out, if you don't get the window to go out because of the weather, that's a gone. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> That's all the money gone. That's everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it depends who your pilot is. My pilot was very good. They might, they might um say, look, we'll go. Again. We might, might try and get you next year. Yeah. That's another year of, yeah. and as well as that, I had to work out through work. I need to get time off, and mm-hmm. it's you know, kids get minded financially again. We talked about so, and that that's what will have your head just going. Oh my yeah. god, how am I going to do this again? It wasn't the kids, and you feel guilty because yeah. you're leaving them for three, four days, and. That that was tough, you know. Yeah, yeah. I so, can um, yeah. Well, it was tougher. I mean, it wouldn't worse. I had to bring them with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine them on the boat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, you spoke about it before. You actually went to swim in Barcelona. Yes. At one stage for yeah. the, for the, your training. Yeah. Talk us through a little bit about that because I think that from listening to what you said before, that was kind of a pivotal part in the whole yeah, journey. Yeah. So to do um any long swim, you normally have to do a six hour, six to an eight hour qualifying swim. Okay. So in open water, there are some brilliant um, camps. You can go on week camps or five-day camps and they build it up. And the last day, you do your six to eight-hour swim. 
I, I couldn't go in and then didn't have any time off and mm. they were, I just couldn't do it. So we flew over to Barcelona, um, myself and Tom, and we said, well, it was, we went on a Friday, so I said, we'll do a two hours swim on the Friday, six hours on the Saturday, and two hours on the Sunday, and we'll fly home. Wasn't feeling great. Just put it down to hay fever, and no matter what, I said, look, I'll be fine. Yeah. Did the two hours on the Friday, didn't feel good. And Tom's like, will you relax? Is this in your head? You know, because I was nervous about it, you know, because yeah. I had to get it done. And it, I mean, you know, this is kind of everything was kind of going off this. Yeah, swim. and I was thinking yeah. going home. This is I was kind of using this as where am I uh, my training, and it has to be done in fourteen degree water. So the water was fourteen or fourteen or less, and it was. And I got in on the Saturday, and then within two hours, Tom found me. Within two hours, Tom was swimming with me. Then he got out, and then he found me just walking down the sea, crying. And I see, he said, "Right, that's it. We're yeah. finished here. Get out." Yeah. It. I just had a really, really bad. My head just wasn't in it. I felt absolutely shocking because I wasn't well. I was cold, which I shouldn't have been cold. Yeah. So we got out and um, went, went, went for sleep. And Tom, we went out for a bite to eat. And Tom said, "Right, so what, what, are, we, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, are you going to quit?" And I said, "No." So we had to fix. I looked back again in my journal. Where am I at? So I weighed myself. I think I was sixty-one kilos at the time. And I said, "Right, I need to put on weight," which I was finding hard to do. Um, because I was doing so much mileage yeah. I need to actually listen to my body I wasn't well you know so mm. you know what do you do and I would say to anybody you know there's a difference in swimming if you're sore or if you're in pain or if you're not well so if yeah. you're sick if you're going to feel it in your breathing don't swim you know yeah. take a couple of days off Yeah. if you're tired and you're swimming and you're you know you're feeling uncomfortable keep swimming but if you've got a pain there's an injury there that's when you got to stop mm. so we went back and I I booked the to fly over for a day trip in four weeks time mm -hmm. so I went back um, put a bit of weight on was feeling good and it was not a bother got up at two three o'clock in the morning flew over I was there by nine o'clock swam for six hours wow. went straight back to the taxi flew home was back and work the next day not a bother me Wow. So, but it's good. You know, yeah. It's good to have that failure and yeah. to go, how are you going to fix it? You know, yeah, so, totally. you know, we, I'm always saying about being proactive and, you know, have plan A, have plan B, but have plan C and D yeah. as well. Like, yeah. I can talk about not quitting and being resilient. And that means that's bounce back ability. What are you going to do to change? Are you going to yeah. cry or are you going to, which I did. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but I fixed the situation. Yeah. And if I hadn't done it in that four weeks, I would have just had to gone and done it in Dublin two weeks later, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then again, also, if you're not doing it, if you just can't meet these targets, so then you might have to stop and go, all right. Reevaluate. Reevaluate. Maybe do it another year. Mm. Uh, but then again, there's also, if I say to other people, you know, it's not for everybody. You know, yeah. you might have these massive challenges where it's a marathon, half marathon channel. It, not everybody's going to do them. Yeah. So, and that's a hard kind of thing to tell someone or for someone to realise, but then they might have to do something else, you know? Yeah, so, yeah exactly. That's life, isn't it? Do you reckon for that first swim that you didn't get through, do you reckon you were a bit burnt out at the time? Oh, no. Uh, oh, the one in Barcelona? The one, yeah, the one that didn't go well. In Barcelona? Yeah. No, I just I just genuinely wasn't well because yeah, yeah. I've been swimming great up into that, you know? Okay. So it yeah. was just, you know, just wasn't well and just should, and I should have listened to myself, you know, yeah. listened to my body going over and maybe listened to Tom, but I didn't and... I learned from it, went back, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I'm always interested, I talk to a lot of athletes and burnout is something that we kind of discuss. Mm. You, I don't think you did burn out. Why do you think that was? Was that because well, you were I, just so... Why would have burnt out when I was 18, Simon? Okay. You know, that okay. was, that I, so I totally understand burnout, but that was psychological. That was just, I've had enough of this sport and this was, and you see a lot of swimmers, I'm sure in footballers and in sport in general, they get to a level. Yeah. And not everybody's going to play for their county, go to the Olympics. And they just stop. And I've seen some beautiful, some incredible Irish record of swimmers or even swimmers have gone to the Olympics mm -hmm. at a very young age and they don't do anything anymore. Yeah. And I think that is really sad because yeah. I've still kept it up. 
Yeah. And, you know, maybe taking a year or two, year off here and there in the last couple of years. And to be honest, we've already discussed this. COVID has been great for us swimming wise because we've just done nothing for a year. We've taught now we're back hungry and we're back training and yeah. we have some goals and it's good to stop and take a break, but yeah. not to quit altogether. Because yeah. if you are really, really good at sport, no matter what it is, you might be able to go back and coach or teach and you can make money from it. You can help people. You can get involved in so many other things like we spoke about and jobs yeah. and opportunities. And there's so many kids out there looking for people to help them. Yeah. And I just think, you know, if anyone's out listening, that is something just to tap in and go, oh God, yeah. And again, they might not realize how good they are. And yeah. when I see young people, my kids are swimming now and I might coach them on one day and I see them looking at older kids and they, they love it. And yeah. you need to be that person that kind of inspires people. And yeah. no matter what you do, you might not realize, but people are always watching you. Yeah. And you might be the best in the team, but you might have a great attitude or you might brilliant at kick a ball or you might be the fastest runner or you're going to have something yeah. that makes unique to you. And just don't forget about that. Yeah, I think that's something that we forget maybe as kids. Like we we always, we can always, if someone's listening, you can think of someone you looked up to. Oh, I can remember like yeah. loads of them. Yeah, yeah. and you kind yeah. of forget when you get to what age they the person would have been, you're like, well, nobody would look up to me. But yeah. you forget there actually might be someone. Of course there is. Yeah, 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 exactly. And there could be another parent going, God, that person is great with the kids. And, and when you're 17 as well, you know, or 18 or 19, don't ever forget to say hello to someone. You yeah. know, a young kid or say, yeah. hi, well, great match there. Yeah. Because the kids will just be like, oh, my God. And they mightn't say that to you because kids might get embarrassed or. Yeah. I they don't know what to say. Yeah. Like I've started coaching kids now in the morning and I'm there. some good morning. And they don't even say hello to you. And I go, did you just ignore me? <laughs> I'm after saying no, because they're shy. Or they don't understand. Yeah. It. And now they're coming out going, hi, Rachel. I'm going, so why are we here? What What do you want? Like, what's your intention? Why are you here this morning? Oh, my mom brought me. No, no, but so what are you here for? What are you going to do? What one good thing are you going to do this morning? We're going to work and streamline and try and get them thinking. Yeah. Why oh, am I here? Do you want to go to the Olympics? Yeah. So what do you have to do to get there? And it's just something you can see them swimming better or just to be inspired or make them feel good about themselves. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, listen, they might seem absolutely brutal, but they yeah. might feel great about themselves coming out. And that's yeah. that's what's important, you know. It's only more important. Yeah. And I think kid. that's what I'm sure kids going to school and they're having a hard time and not just just primary and secondary, you know, you you know, you need to feel I'm always you need to feel good about yourself. And I'm a big believer in um, positive attitude. You know, I'll, I, I was coaching adults on Wednesday night and I told them they were absolutely brilliant. And then I said, you know, when it comes to your kick, you're deplorable. Yeah. And that's really, really bad. But you were brilliant at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so I'm really I really believe in encouraging people because I think even in work, we always say to other, well done, good job or listen. Yeah. They, they died, they didn't work out, but you did your best and we did everything we could to, you know, help that person do what you can. And no matter who you are, everybody likes to be told, well yeah. done, good job. And, you know, without being, well, well done, great job. You yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. If you really believe, tell someone, just listen, really well done, or you did that really well there, or that was something differently done, or well done. I think people just respond to it. And yeah. then, you know, so I just really believe in um, positive mental attitude, especially within coaching. Yeah. Um, not within the detriment of not saying, but I'm also able to say, listen, that was really bad. We've got yeah. to work on that. That's what yeah. you work well, on. Well, you don't, you don't want to be 100% positive because sometimes you don't need, no. like not everyone is No, is we there. spoke before giving a medal to everybody for <laughs> yeah. participation. Come on now, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. But um, yeah, I do believe, um, I think people respond really well to praise. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something we forget, mm. yeah. particularly, I don't know why, but I think it's just in the new thing. We don't really... You know, I, I've never really yeah. I can't even I was trying, just thinking about that I was like when was the last time I actually told someone they were brilliant oh. like yeah it's weird 
Yeah. Oh, I have kids. You pretend they're brilliant all the time. <laughs> that was brilliant. Well done. It was a great poo you did there. Well done. <laughs> this is a different kind of phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit different, yeah. And I want to talk to you about um, kind of the, the final countdown to the swim. And mm. I, I mentioned this because I suppose with, with sports, and I think everyone can relate to this kind of with a goal or let's say a final or something, uh, that mental side of counting down and mm. not kind of crushing under the pressure no but that's again why we keep the journals and mm. I, I would look back before a race now and especially because I haven't raced in so long when I look back now if I do something I'll look back in the journal and I'll go how did I feel you know the phantom pains you get oh my shoulder gun am I alright there it's yeah. just all in your head yeah. and being able no matter how old you are you still have to go I'm fine yeah. I got this calm down and like you know, the, you know, we're a taper coming up to an event. And I, I believe in taper and rest and just because I really feel that your your head knows something big is about to happen. Draw the end, yeah. drawing all the energy out of your muscles, getting ready. So I'm a big believer in rest and eating and being good to yourself and then going forward. So um, when you are doing events or whether you might write down the couple of days before your feeds, how you're feeling, what you're nervous about, pains you'll feel because you'll notice there's a pattern yeah. and when you go and do it again it's staying there and you go nah that's just me that's just how I feel yeah. so again um, yeah and that's also again just I used to look at myself in the mirror going you're going to do the channel you're going to swim it you're going to do brilliant you've got this you know Yeah. and why am I a bit fake I really did if you say something and look at yourself and look at yourself in the eye you'll yeah. believe it you know so, yeah totally yeah. and kind of talking about the the swim and kind of approaching that when you're standing on the boat, I think you have to swim out to a rock. Yes, and then out to the beach, Shakespeare's beach. Yeah, yeah. What's that like? Kind of when you're when you've done, you've said accumulation of four years training, but it's kind of like your accumulation training for your whole life. Yeah. What's that kind of like when you're going down? Right, this is it. I'm well, here. I think it was a relief. Gone. Thank God, I'm here. <laughs> I've got this chance to do it. Yeah. Um, well, I was excited. You know, I, I really because I can remember, especially the second time, I was really excited. Yeah. Um, it was choppy. Because I remember we were sitting in the boat and it was flat calm. My best mate was like, you got this. It's going to be brilliant. And then we went outside the harbour and oh, the boat started rocking. Oh, no. And she looked at me. She goes, it's flat. You're grand. Don't worry about it because you do need someone. Just tell me something positive. Yeah, yeah. But once I started the first and I remember getting in and the first two hours I was going, oh, my God, this is just crap. I want to get out. I want to yeah. get out. I want to get out. I want to get out. Now, there's no way I'm yeah. going to let you get out. Because yeah. Tom was saying, would you fucking swimming? <laughs> But then it was like after those two hours, it just and I always say it's like when I tell people to coach when I'm coaching people the rule of ten. Give it ten minutes. If you start running or swimming or if you're in give something, it give it ten minutes. Yeah. No, even if it's just a session, then you're going to feel better. And if you have a bad session or it doesn't work out, just don't quit. And you know, say you know, swimming through the the hard sessions or feeling bad is more beneficial than swimming brilliant. You know. Yeah. So those first two hours, I was like, oh my god. And then it was like a light switch went off and. Wow. I flew it the, well, I, for me I flew it it yeah. felt brilliant and it went so fast and I loved every second of it yeah because I saw the video I think you had it up on YouTube yeah. uh, and it's like it's not an easy swim like I was looking at some of the waves and I was like oh my god yeah like, no it was it was tough but I, when you're in the water you don't realise that yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. you're just going because all you can see you can't see anything yeah. you know you see a boat you see people looking at you and the boat might be going off here and there so yeah it is quite lonely and you're just it's you and your thoughts but it's kind of a good place to be as well yeah. you know? So we yeah. kind of spoke about it before recording you don't really think of anything and kind of no. like is it a moment of mindfulness really? yeah it is and then sometimes I have my times table going through my head or I just <laughs> count my strokes or you might just I don't want to I don't like to go to, you might be having an interview with somebody you know you start having these mad hallucinations yeah. and that but I also if you go off too much then you kind of forget while you're there and you lose yeah. your pace in that so you have to right. kind of come back and think your stroke and just keep going I count 
my God, I just count up to 50 all the time back. Wow. But it's amazing how quickly it goes. And I just swim from feed to feed. So every 30 minutes, I'd be stopping for 15 seconds. Okay. And I wouldn't speak. It's the only time I wouldn't speak. And Tom would say, yeah, you're doing brilliant. Keep going. And that's it. And even if you're doing crap, they're going to go, yeah, you're doing brilliant. And you'll believe that because you're just looking at this person. You're like, and yeah. then once I knew I was on the flat coke, which was uh, after seven hours, Sure, look, I was flying then. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of like the mental thing. Is like, yeah. oh, I'm actually really close to the end. Yeah, I knew. Sure, two hours is nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that stage, yeah, yeah. So, and I would break it down into my sim, right? Two hours, that's going to be um, 2400s. I'm going to do this. And I just break it down from the sessions that I'd done. So I knew I was going to be fine. Wow. That's so it's amazing. all just, it's all just taken back. And if I hadn't have done all that training, I wouldn't have had that in my head, my mindset, you know? Yeah. You spoke about their kind of the, the feed. You, you're not mm. allowed to touch the boat during not the swim. Boat at all. So no. how does that work in terms of food, water? You need to go toilet. When, when I say feeds, uh, well, the toilet, you just <laughs> yeah, that's it. Pull yeah. the togs aside and off you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, the when I say feeds, it would just be like a an energy drink. I would take oh, okay. carbohydrate okay. drink. Yeah. So I might have a cup of jelly beans, and they would put them in a little kind of a net basket for me, mm. and then the the, the water bottle would be, atta- would be attached to a line. Tom would throw it out. The top right, would be open. Okay. I'd sit for fi- I'd lie on my back, sit for fifteen seconds, and go again. And they'd be kind of warm feeds. So I'd be warm water mixed in whenever I'm drinking okay. so it's just nice to get something warm into you okay yeah and you spoke you mentioned there the training you knew you could do it during that training or maybe before the, the swim would you have done any visualisation was that something yeah I visualised the end okay always the end you know coming in and just no because if you can visualise the end you'll just keep going okay because when you're swimming in the channel it's your thoughts going to run around with you because it's so deep mm. you know like it's not just in the low rock you know it's, yeah. in, it's proper open water the ship's going by you you know, there's, there's jellyfish, there's fish, there's God knows whatever. You see these shadows and your mind starts playing tricks to you. Okay. You might be sitting at night time where it's pitch black. Yeah. You know, and you can't yeah. see anything except a little light. And that, I actually don't mind that because you just kind of, I just switch off and I just swim. Okay. Um, but when it's really, really choppy as well, you're working hard. So I kind of mm. like that as well because you just keep moving. Mm. So um, you just got to take the positive out of everything. And yeah. this is fine. This is fine. And it's amazing what you can make yourself believe, even if deep down in your heart you don't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And grand and grand and grand. Keep going, keep going. And before you know it, it's done. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm interested, like you mentioned there, ships going by, you've, mm. your mind starts playing tricks with you. How do you not let those fears stop you? Because of the visualisation that you've done and the belief that, look, isn't it? And then going, God, this is brilliant. You know, rather yeah. going, oh my God, you're like, put a spin in it. I always try to be as positive as I can. Yeah. Probably to the detriment, but um, just, oh, this is brilliant. And I think of the photos and, Oh wow! And plus, as well, when I'm there, I'm thinking, my mum and dad are mine and my babies. Yeah, I have to get in time off work. This is my holidays. My husband, my best friend, his mum are all in the boat for me, yeah. giving up their time. Yeah, you know, a lot of pressure. You know, and I want to do this. I owe it to myself. So there's no way yeah. you're going to stop. And there's yeah. those people that are there for you, and they're just looking at you. It's no people going with you to do a channel it's not nice because yeah. there's nowhere to go to live they're stuck in a boat yeah. you know feeling sick as a dog they're yeah. cold looking at you bored out of their head <laughs> so um, and then saying well done get yeah, going yeah you're brilliant <laughs> oh my god is she nearly there oh my god so yeah so that's that's their things that keep you going yeah. and seeing someone smile at you as well is just oh they smiled at me <laughs> I'm doing great yeah, yeah. I listened to Dean Asher Smith um, she actually had to pull out the Olympics there I felt really bad for her but she talked about being motivated by failure so I'm yes. interested here were you more motivated by success or failure and in particular the during time the swim? failure <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. okay it's like I am fin- I am not not finishing this okay swim, especially after the last time you know um initially driven because I knew I wanted to get a time done I wanted to get a record um but the second time it's just just let's get across let's yeah. just do this really really well yeah and um and I do think it's really important to fail things okay and 
Because you've been able to say, yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, no, I wasn't able for that. That wasn't good. But I'm going to try again. Yeah. Because that to me makes is, you know, more of a person. Yeah. You know, or some people, oh, or it wasn't for me or, you know, the excuses come in, you know. Yeah. And that's OK. We all have excuses. But it's excusing yourself and then saying, but, but I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I'm going to try and change something differently and accepting the reason why maybe it didn't go your way or yeah. what you could do or didn't do enough training or just so just my head or whatever like that, you know. Yeah. So I want to ask you, talk, speaking about success and being motivated by success or failure, what is your definition of success? Success is doing, is, is doing what you said you're going to do, yeah. you know, with a smile on your face. Yeah. Okay. And also success is failing. Yeah. But going back and doing it a second time. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be there and then the day you said. It's just doing something, following through. And maybe success is also realising it's not for me. Yeah. That's okay, you know. Yeah. And, but it's, but I, I can't, I feel sorry for people who always so I'd love to do that or never did what they wanted to do, mm. you know, or not. I, I could have done that or, you know, you see people going, oh, marathons or I can do that. But they're not actually doing it, you mm. know. Um, I always say, if you think you can do something, isn't it worthwhile to find out if you can do it? If you can't do it, then you go, oh, look, I couldn't do it. Just yeah. And then realising the people that can do it, God, that is serious, you know. Yeah. Because um, I do think some people, when they say, oh, she's from across the channel, they just picture somebody with a, colourful hat just breaststroke and yeah, you know yeah. with a mojito in their hand I don't think they realise <laughs> what we're actually doing yeah, out there you know and yeah. it's the same for all sports you know yeah. um, I mean I couldn't play football if you paid me you know yeah, I couldn't yeah, yeah. run I wouldn't be able to I, I mean I couldn't do it yeah. but and I have uh, nothing but admiration for anybody that does any of those sports um, but yeah I just think for me success is just doing what you say you're going to do yeah I love the way kind of throughout our whole chat we've kind of mentioned it like kind of the importance of yeah, you fail, but you go again. Yeah. And you reevaluate and you're like, well, that's not my Olympic final, but this is. Yeah. And um, God, it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't define who you are. Yeah. And, you know, and like there's always, and I say to people, there's always going to be someone faster, better, with a different story, with quads yeah. coming along, yeah. you know, and they're going to do it. And that's, you know, realizing that, you know, so, yeah. and, and being able to say to someone, well done, fair yeah. play to you, you know, that yeah. kind of way. So I think that's really important. Again, we talk about, saying well done to people and you know I just think it's good to recognise that you know because to, and, and like it, then if you're an Olympic athlete if you're a high performance athlete you have to be the best I mean Michael Phelps they cannot think of anyone else it's yeah. just them and there's no one else and I get that mm. but I'm not at that level so yeah. there's another way of doing it you know yeah. so but each their own and each athlete you know getting somewhere they'll all have a different story or a journey or mm. and what they might do is how, how they do it or how they cope is that someone who's in the channel might listen to the way I do things and go, no, I wouldn't do that. I don't think I need that mileage or I would do more or, yeah. you know, that's but that's okay as well. Everyone has their own journey. And totally. That's really important. I love the way you didn't really mention that, like the swim and the end of the swim, but what's that feeling like when you, I know you probably have to get onto the beach and it's then go back It's kind of an anti-climax. Is it? Yeah, it was actually because um, where I finished, it was really, really rocky. So, you know, your back is sore and you're lying, you know, horizontal in the water. Yeah. So you have to stand up and then you literally come on, get off, jump off the boat, off the rocks, swim back yeah. to the boat, and that's it. Then you're in the back of the boat puking, you go to loo, <laughs> feeling freezing. It's not like you're like, yeah, bottles of wine, champagne, because yeah. you're so sick, yeah. and you're going to loo, and you're just going, oh my god. And then it's yeah. like a four-hour, three, four-hour journey on a rocky boat and choppy water. It's that's not nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you can't lie down anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh god. And then when you when you finish, you just there's no one there, and then you got to take all your stuff off. And yeah. then we had to go the next morning. So I was going back, getting everything ready, texting people. People are great. But it's only really when you when I got home and um, I think we went away for a night, me, Tom and the kids. And that was kind of lovely, like, you know. But yeah. um, 
I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't want to be going out with flags around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be too embarrassed. <laughs> but actually, what was lovely when we did the North Channel, um, when we came back down to the estate, my neighbour, my, my, my neighbour Maria is amazing anyway, but oh, and, and he, they had like balloons and a bottle of oh, champagne. I know, I was so like, cute. it was so lovely. Yeah. And my mum and dad were there. Oh, sorry, my mum wasn't here. My dad was there with the kids. And it, that that was lovely, you yeah. know, the kind of way. And the kids were older, so they were so proud. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that was really, really nice, you know. So, That's cool. Yeah, it was, it's cool. Yeah, because I recently heard someone talking about the Olympics and it was kind of like, it's kind of like an anticlimax after the Olympics because yeah. like you've trained like I'm not saying you trained your whole life for the channel but it's like you've trained for this goal for so so long and then it's like it's over oh that's it and then they start yeah. feeling guilty and then they start feeling I should be doing this I should be like I think we should all have you know the tricolour flags in our I know for COVID we can't go to the airport but for all those Olympic athletes they should be and yeah. not the ones that won that regardless of any medal just get there an Olympian yeah. to me is the pinnacle of your sport you know yeah. it's the highest honour of yeah. any sport and you can do is to go and be picked to be chosen yeah. which is so hard to get qualified for the Olympics and yeah. then to actually go and especially with the, all those athletes in this Olympics especially I mean it's a year late so the training's been all over the place Yeah, things have been locked down their family I mean I know if I was going to the Olympics my mum and dad spent their whole lives bringing me swimming you know yeah. paying for doing imagine them not being able to be oh, there oh mad yeah it, that oh god I can't even imagine what the families were thinking you know yeah. and um you know, you'd, you want your family there and I would want to be there for my kids to go to the Olympics and not to be there must have been very, very tough. So, you know, we should all have a tricolour and just saying, well done. Yeah. I mean, do you realise how brilliant you are? Most athletes, they're so modest and humble. Yeah. I mean, look at the rowers pulled at them. They're just like, yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe <laughs> that's how they are and why they're so good. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, I mean, I've met a lot of arrogant people in my time and they've been brutal and they just think they're the best. Yeah. It's, it's delusional tactics. But then that maybe that works for them. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Each for yeah. their own. But I just think they're are amazing. And to be an Olympian is just... Yeah, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was listening, talking to someone recently and they were kind of saying about regrets and leaving anything out there and, you know, saying, oh, that was amazing. And she was saying, well, as a high performer, you always think there's a bit to go. And I think that's with the mm. Olympians. Like, you probably... I think some of them were kind of saying, you only really step back a couple of months later and you're like, oh, wow, I was yeah, an Olympian. You need time off, yeah. Yeah. And then they come on, they, they, they might be finished. They, they just finished their event. Are you going to go again in the Olympics? They're like, what? Like, the heart rate's still here. 200. <laughs> like, instead of saying, well done, yeah. enjoy this time. Let yeah. them think about it. And, you know, they're being interviewed straight away. Yeah. And especially if you didn't go well because they're angry oh, the upset. Yeah, yeah. I, that's... I can't watch some of them. Oh, oh and the the camera's right in their face. I just feel so sorry for them, especially if they've hurt themselves or yeah. I mean, oh. and the, you hear the um, what do you call it? The people talking about them, the reporters, and they're like they're really honing in on the negative aspects of them. Oh, that you can't get her balance. Oh, her finish was terrible. Yeah. Oh my God! Like yeah. celebrate them being there, you yeah. know. And that you know they talk about mental health and Simone Biles and everything that she's going through. I think it's a lot to do with the way they're um, they're talked about. I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think they should be a little bit more positive towards the totally. athletes. Yeah. yeah, as you say, celebrate it. And mm. as a coach, the importance yeah. of celebrating your athletes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I want to look talk about kind of looking to the future. You mentioned coaching. Talk us through through your business and what else you've planned over the next couple of years. Right, so we, um, we had planned to do a couple of races and obviously everything was cancelled because mm. of COVID and we're so not fit. Um, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in saying that you're probably fitter than ninety percent of the list. Yeah, but for us, and I would be really, really tough on myself. You okay, know? and I okay. know every year you're, you know, I mean, I'm never going to be as fit as fast as I was. When I was doing the channel because okay. age. Yeah, uh, I know an age is just a number, and I do believe that. But recovery, yeah, work things do get in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll keep trying, but um, I've, I'm really tough on myself, and I want to be hitting times and meeting targets okay. that I've done and. Listen, I keep at it, I will. And I did yeah. surprise myself with a few sets last week. 
But um, yeah, we so I wait a year of a year plan for the team, and we want to. We'll probably go back and do maybe a few more. There's a channel Ocean Seven. Okay. So we're thinking about doing that, and um, so we're gonna do. We've done the North Channel. We'll do the English Channel again, and there's a few other races we want to do. But on a personal note, um, we'll I'll probably just stick with ten to seventeen k races. Okay. Um, just the ten mileage. to seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just to do in to do a channel. It's just so much. Yeah. Even work. on your body, I'd say recovery but wise. Is no, it's not even. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. But my kids are swimming now. They're swimming three, four yeah. times a week. You know, yeah, it's yeah, their yeah. turn. Yeah. You know, and if I can't go off swimming, then not bring them somewhere. Yeah. yeah and we were, we were only talking about this. Like our parents got up at four o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the morning brought us. Yeah. So we're going to be there for our kids. Yeah. They're probably going to be traveling, going to different. I don't know where they're going to be swimming, what they're going to be doing. Yeah. But we're willing. I want to give them the opportunities that my parents gave to me. Yeah. And that. now they're actually doing it. And. If they don't want to do it, that's fine. But yeah. I don't want them to say, well, you never brought me or you didn't yeah. do this. But then you don't want to be pushing them yeah, too much either. Yeah, trying to get the so, balance. Yeah, it really yeah. is. So it's all about fun. And when we do go swimming together, we do like 30 minute training. The rest is fun. And yeah. we're doing stuff with them. They don't even realize that they're training. You yeah. Know? yeah. And they're doing so much. So it's just, yeah, it's kind of at their turn at the moment. But we'll yeah. see. But it's just, I have a plan. We've got a couple of races now, actually, a couple of 4Ks coming up. We're going to see how we get on there. And then... Back training properly in September. We're okay. back training a good bit now. Um, and yeah, I think January we're going to sit down and we have a few things planned as well. Yeah. Do the lads realise what their parents have done? Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, do they? What yeah. do they think? Oh, they they think, well, they're going to go faster than us, they said. Okay. Um, they're doing the English Channel. They're not doing the North Channel. Okay. They're going to the Olympics for the 50 freestyle, okay. 10K and speed climbing. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. they have that sorted. I said, that's Perfect. grand. And they're going to be YouTubers. Okay, great. Yeah, so they have a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that at eight. Yeah. yeah. So, and one of them, he's just, he's so confident because I'd be saying, to, you know, we're going to work on our turns today. Well, not me, man. My turns are brilliant. <laughs> and I'm going, oh my God, here's the work. Yeah, okay, but we might just, maybe we, we can never do enough practice. And he's so confident. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, why brilliant. not? Yeah. yeah. Yes, and they're happy. So that's the most important thing. Exactly. Uh, if anyone wants to get involved locally or want to reach out and get in touch, where is the best place to find you? The best thing to do is send me an email because we're on social media, um, Facebook and Instagram. I am not good at social media. Yeah, yeah. Tom is absolutely brutal at it. Um, Rose not great either. And there's all these messages coming in and I just can't keep on, on yeah. touch them. So the best thing to do is send me an email or give me a, a shout. Um, now, open water season coaching for us is coming to a close in September because okay. of sea temperatures and kids back to school and everyone has stuff on. Um, but we do um, training plans. We do an awful lot of other things. But if they do want to have a, get in contact with me to have a shout or a talk about anything, the best thing is to uh, email me at oceanbreakers795 at hotmail.com or just Google oceanbreakers.ie and everything is there. And um, But just to know that we coach from people who want to put their face in the water to whoever wants us in the channel. So we do Brilliant. a wide variety. And we're really getting, we've, we, every year as well, we're doing more um we're doing more coaches, um, certifications. We're just we're upskilling ourselves all the time because I'm a big believer in change. You know, yeah. um, you hear this thing, you know, that's the way we always do it. I, I just hate that. Sometimes, okay. You know, yeah. change is good. Yeah. Now, there's some things that always stay the same. Yeah. But, I, you know, you see new, new athletes coming in, how they've changed their stroke or their their mindset or their diet. And I just think change and science is, and with COVID coming in and, you know, people can't get maybe access to the pills. They might have to do, instead of swimming every day twice a day, they might have to do four longer sessions. Mm. So I'm just a big believer in change and adapting to that and making new um, headways. 
Brilliant. I'm going to finish up with what I call the sideline seven. So it's the same seven questions at the okay. end of every episode. Of every episode. Jesus, right. follow myself there. Uh, question one, what is your favourite quote? Oh, God, I actually have so many of them. Are, um, you, a, are you a real quote oh, fan? Oh, I do. Oh, are yeah, you? I oh you've met your then. sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer and I think I have a quote for most things, you know. But I do like the, uh, the line doesn't care of the pin the sheep. But for a woman, I always love... Um, What's the one I would say for a woman? Uh, fix, be yeah, be the other princess that fixes another girl's crown without telling it's crooked. So basically, if you see a female and they need help with something, or they need something's happened to them, or they need help, do it without telling them. You know, you know, help them without going. Well, I helped her and I did this, or you know, there's ways we can do things. You know, and I think empowering women and girls at the moment is something so important. We mm-hmm. have to work together. Yeah. Um, you know, because my other favorite quote is "It's a man's world." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. is big time changing, and yeah. it, you can see it in sport and endurance sport. Females are really, really leading the front. So, sorry, I'm interrupting yourself. No, 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 yeah. not, no, absolutely not. Um, biggest setback or challenge so far in your career? Biggest setback. Well, well, I suppose COVID has put a setback to everything. Mm. Um, the biggest setback for me. Oh God. I suppose when I was swimming the channel was just, you know, the first time when I went across was the the weather. But that wasn't really a setback because I learned from that. I don't think I've had my biggest setback yet. Okay. You know, I really, I think it's yet to come. Um, having sh- kids definitely changed, but changed my perspective mm. and it made me focus more on time frames. So to be honest, I've been quite lucky. I yeah. take everything as and change as a good as a pie. I always put a positive spin. So I, I haven't had my, I mean, I haven't been sick. Okay. I have my four limbs, I have a job, I have a husband, so I'm very, very lucky. So yeah. I haven't had a setback yet. And you said there, my setback is yet to come. Mm. Is that something you fear? Is that something, nah. not welcome, but you're just like... Well, I think a setback is good because it will change how you view things and process things. And yeah. it might help me then, I might have to do something differently. And that might help me help somebody that's going through a setback, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've met a lot of people who have been coaching and have had horrific things happen to them, so... I've had nothing bad happen to me. Yeah. I know. And the one thing that did um, years ago, which I'm not going to go into, yeah. I think has made me a better person for it and a stronger person. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Very good. Uh, your biggest achievement then in or out of the water, kind of on a flip side, more positive note. In the water? In or out of the water. Oh, well, the biggest thing for me is my kids and my yeah. husband, you know. Um, that's that's the most important thing and my family. Um, within the water oh it'd have to be the English Channel yeah, yeah without a doubt yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. and I won the Liffey as well and I love the Liffey swim so okay. that was great yeah, oh yeah, very yeah. good advice your 18 year old self oh well I always trained really really hard but mentally I just I, I just was not for the birds but I was like yeah whatever like that I just wish I was more focused okay and I had more belief in myself mm-hmm. that's one thing 18 that's one thing I would say be a bit more um, the I never did any kind of psychological um, processing or, or aspect within sport when I was training. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I didn't get to where I wanted to be. And I wish even at 15, 16, I had been pulled aside then yeah. and spoken to you. What, where do you want to go? And I wish I had the mentality that I have now, which we all wish that. Yeah. But when it comes to being driven, which is something that you learn, like resilience. Yeah. And that's all something you learn. But that was one thing lacking in a coach from a coach that I didn't have. And yeah. I think that's something that's really, really important. And I think that's something that's only really coming out in the last few years. Yeah. yeah and exactly. I think we're only really seeing yeah. the importance of it. Absolutely. And yeah. if you're having a bad day, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have loads more and they're going to yeah. be worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you know, maybe don't drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dream dinner guest and why? Oh, dream dinner guest. And you can pick a few for this. It can be a bit well, different. 
I'm old. I love Peter Kay. I yeah. would chat. I just every time I try to go to his gig, I think he'd be great fun. Um, obviously, I would love. I would love to meet um, Michael Phelps. Yeah, and just to see. Oh, you know, have yeah. a chat with him and just to, just to talk about his approach and what he did. Yeah. Um, I love the goggle story. Do you know when he swam, he swam, he trained, he said he trained every day for five years, but then he said he, he trained with the with no lights on. So in case the goggles came off, it would make a difference. And I think the, I think the goggles did come off at some point. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't yeah. matter because he had trained. Like, yeah. That's incredible. No, and I'd love to talk to his coaches and just, you know, yeah, I yeah. would love to, yeah. That'd be Any kind of elite sports person. Yeah. Um, Sharon Ra- Vaughan, I always get her second name wrong. She won the Olympic uh, 10K in 2016. She's going for it again. Just her, she's so driven and I would, I'd love to have a chat with her, you know. Yeah, Maybe after did a cup of tea or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Final question before I let you go. If your life was a book, what chapter would this be called? At the, my chapter? Yeah. My chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do one of those books that, you know, you start at chapter one where you are now and then it goes back to, okay. um, yeah, I think I think it's just maybe realisation, yeah. you know, of what you've done and where you've come. But yeah, God. I'd have to I'd have to think about those yeah, questions yeah. for a long time. Very yeah. good question. Um but yeah, happiness. Happiness. Yeah. Love it. Look, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank uh, you. It was a pleasure. And I just want to wish you the best of luck with everything going forward. I know you're you're a lot on your plate. Yeah. And, uh, thanks a lot again. And just the one thing I just was talking to say there, just looking about women not sticking with sport, because I know Anagiri had a TV show yes, there. I was yes. watching it. And just for any girls or men out there, just stick with sport, you know? Yeah. Like especially if you're young. You know, if, if you're getting slagged for anything, just do what you want to do and yeah. you'll be absolutely fine. Because if you can live with the fact that you gave up sport and you're happy with it, well then, happy days. Yeah. Just don't have any regrets. Love it. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. Thanks, Orla. Bye. A massive, massive thank you to Rach for joining me today. An extremely busy woman. She actually joined us straight after one of her ocean swims on an early Tuesday morning. I just want to wish her the very best of luck moving forward. I'll be sure to leave all of her social media links below. If you did enjoy the episode, please do let both of us know. We'd really appreciate the feedback. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a rating and review. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.